Welcome to Get This Shit, the bi-monthly podcast that answers the questions you've always had, but forgot to ask. Prepare your earballs. Someone who just exudes charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Our co-host Sam. What's up, dudes and dudettes? Like, oh my god, I'm so Boo. happy to be here. <laughs> it's like totally redact. <laughs> I liked our was up one better. <laughs> dudes and dudettes. You sound like one of those fucking uh, snowboard 80s, 90s movies. There was a Christian one. You yes. remember that? Yes. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Like Hot Tub. Extreme Days. Extreme Days. Because it was the same name as a P.O.D. song. Oh, uh, I, I feel so alive. No. Wait, that's no. not right. I mean, that is also a P- P.O.D. song, but no, P.O.D. had the song. These are extreme, extreme oh, yeah. days. Was I, the hook for it. I, and they made a Christian sports action movie uh, of the same name, which featured that song in the movie. It's like they wrote it for <laughs> the movie or something. Probably. I don't know. Oh my god! I mean, who? Which came first? The... I was a Fairweather fan, obviously. <laughs> you know, I don't have this type of pod knowledge. I remember not a potty. I remember we were actually on our way to a church ski trip. Oh no! In oh, a conversion no. van ah! that had the tiny TV yes! with the VHS. One hundred and ten percent. We're riding, and the first scene. Like, we're riding up to, I don't know, wherever the fuck we were skiing uh, with, like, seven or eight, like, junior hires in this fucking van. And, uh, yeah, that movie's on, and the first scene is them snowboarding and paintballing at the same time. All right, that sounds pretty dope. <laughs> I'm like, I can't participate, I but I'd the, watch. I don't have the coordination to do No, certainly not. Half of either of those, okay? <laughs> I oh hurt God. myself playing a paintball video game. Like, I don't Jesus, <laughs> you poor little baby giraffe of a man. <laughs> oh, my God. I get paper cuts when I do origami, all right? It is not cute Listen, over here. Listen, I... Uh, it's all right, man. Not everyone was born to be a champ, you know? Not everybody bringing home the gold. Here, look, I I still try it, okay? Yeah, you do. You'll try I, anything. I'll try anything because fear is the mind killer. Okay? Oh so. my <laughs> god! Yes, I've never uh, been more proud. <laughs> I uh, I got bored and caught up on almost all the podcasts. All of I his podcasts. To, so I started listening to a comedy duo dune podcast that goes through the books <laughs> oh yeah the dune cast we've talked about it yeah uh uh last podcast deep dives dune yeah it's, yeah uh, if you like sci-fi if you like dune if you like comedians doing <laughs> type of uh, yeah. humor <laughs> come on over they're great send us your suggestions because my office job you know allows me to listen to a lot and I've caught up on a lot i've tried 
quite a few. Sometimes it's hard. I get it. Yeah, it's hard to. It's kind of like finding a new like TV show or anime. Yeah, or bruh. And sometimes it's sometimes it's uh, hard to find one that like really pulls you in the first couple episodes to the level of like the one that you just dedicated oh, yeah. like six months to. Yeah, bro. You know? <laughs> yeah, bro. Yes. Any hoozle bees. Welcome back to uh, episode uh, 49B. Right. Bees for butt. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah, it can be. You know, because I'm 12. It's fine. I love it. <laughs> Any hoozle bees. Uh, we have uh, the sister episode yeah. to episode 49A. Uh, where we uh, turn the reins over to Isaac. Mm-hmm. Uh, your friendly neighborhood chaos god that he is. Literally, chaos like, dungeon master. Right. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or mischief god, rather. Mischief I, I, god, 110%. <laughs> Hello, mischief god, Isaac. <laughs> uh, any hoozles, uh, we hope that you guys enjoy it uh, because we certainly did. And thank you so much for weaving such a tale. Uh, Weaving such a yarn. A yarn. (laughs) What a wonderful yarn. It was wonderful. So uh, prepare your balls. Illuminating. (laughs) Here you go. Howdy, howdy. And welcome to GTS. Uh, this is round two, and we still have all the same players. We have Sam. Hello. We still have Anne. Hello. And Isaac. Greetings. Fabulous, fabulous. I'm glad everyone made it back to the same room. Found <laughs> <laughs> your ways back. That hallway is yeah. very narrow. Traffic, man. That, that cat. <laughs> Always. Yeah. We blame him for the traffic jams here, too. Mm-hmm. And the tumbleweeds that fall across. Uh-huh. I He just... They might as well be banana peels. <laughs> I thought it was a motif. <laughs> it's part Listen of the here. experience. <laughs> All right. Well, Isaac, did mm-hmm. you bring us something today? I did bring you a thing today. Fabulous. <laughs> Let's get this shit. All right. Today, I'll be getting the shits about learning psychology. <laughs> learning psychology. Yeah. Getting oh, the shits. Wait, okay. <laughs> wait, that's not intentional? No one said that. No? Really? I love it. Oh, fuck me. Okay. Continue with your shits. Okay. All right. All right. So it's also going to be a little bit of cognitive psychology, ontology, epistemology, existentialism, maybe a spritz of metaethics, metacognition, et cetera, et cetera. Anyways. But so, you know, know, (laughs) shit that everybody knows. So, you know, why don't you play up to the crowd instead of down? How about that? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm also going to experiment on you. So get excited. I'm so excited. Could I see that form? That that gives me informed oh, consent. Oh, the informed consent yes. paper. Yeah, your HIPAA. Do we have those? Like, I'll, I'll email it to you. Okay, thank you. After we'll put fact. it. We'll we'll add it in in post. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's how it works, right? It's only medium nefarious. So, anyways, <laughs> um, how often do you guys think about like what you think? Like, why did I do that? I what am I doing? How did I get too here? much? I think about it a lot. Yeah. Like constantly, right? Yeah. It's just, uh, um, 
you know, part like of why the being fuck alive, would I do that? Right? Yeah. yeah, and like trying to force your brain to get to do things, right? Yes. Like remember mm. this. I said, mm. "Fucking remember this, brain." Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you live. <laughs> right. Yeah. I know you're super. Right. I can poison you if I want to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. And like we we talk to our brains all the time, and like mm-hmm. have these like little personalities that come out, and like in just inside of our brains every day. Yes. But like most people don't actually think about how they think about things. Like it's just not something that comes up. Like there isn't really a high school class for this unless you're taking like AP psychology. And then it's just sure. like a lecture, maybe. Like once right. you get to college, there's like entire semesters and whatnot full of all this. But what I wanted to do was give you guys kind of the basics of learning psychology and like how to think about how your brain works a little bit, you know, some I some highlights. It. But I wanted to do it in kind of a different way. Okay. Because as I was reviewing this, I kind of had a different idea in mind. And then I realized like most of my notes were just writing down names and jargon. (laughs) (laughs) And that's not fun. Like it's like like, like, like jargon's fun if you're talking like a pirate, right? Like it's, you you know, you're a landlubber, you know, it's, it's fun to say, right? Right. You know. (laughs) So you're going to go more children's museum style presentation. Not not even that. Like museums. (laughs) Like, the only thing you, we saw about the paintings that we saw when we were at the Newfield slash Indianapolis Museum of Art mm-hmm. was the um, the title of the piece and who made it. Right. Right? That name dropping and jargon. Maybe a little bit of description about where it happened, some mm-hmm. years, whatever. But, like, do you remember any of those? Like, maybe some names that you've heard before, but, like... Did anything, like, sink in? Like, uh, some vague impressions? Mushrooms on a blue background. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, know. Yeah, I know. Starry Night was like towards the end of his career when <laughs> was he was it? going a little yeah, unstable yeah. and uh-huh, shit. Right. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, what I want to do is try to as much as possible, and I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck this up probably at least a couple times. Okay, but we like, won't be able to tell. <laughs> oh, you'll, be just, you'll be able to tell this one. I'm gonna try to take all the name dropping and all the jargon out of this, so it's just the idea. So we're gonna approach okay. this. Okay. Just like it's yeah. a casual conversation about philosophy. And don't get scared off by the word philosophy. As we all have those. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, constantly. Uh-huh. So yeah, like most of the time when you ask someone about learning psychology that's in the know, right? They're just going to throw books at you until you stop asking, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. that, that's the nice way of saying like, you know, go hide and go fuck yourself, right? Like, yeah. they're, just, they're just trying to get rid of you. Like, they may drop some names at you to, like, go on, go check out, you know, this fancy pants name that I just mentioned that you're totally going to forget in five minutes. I'm picturing the bar scene in Goodwill Hunting where uh, Matt Damon is going at the guy. Ah, oh, yeah, you think you know so-and-so? How you like them apples? Right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's movies like that that, like, make name dropping cool, right? Right. But, you know, like, if you're like, hey, have you heard this band? And they're like, no, I haven't heard that band. And then you just keep talking about the song that they just told you you don't know, like, like they don't know about. Yeah. Right, right. That's just a joke <laughs> thing to do, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, and if right. you're a person like me, that's all it takes for me to decide I will never listen to that band. <laughs> right. right. Totally. Exactly. And, like, unless you have a truly haunted childhood, you're not going to look up that name that that person just mentioned. Sure. But then there's guys like me. So, anyway... Um, <laughs> The ones with haunted childhoods. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I was there for it. It was a little haunted. Little, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. A little teeth haunted. Yeah. Heard his dentist was also an exorcist. <laughs> As one does. Almost did a spit take. 
All right, so while we're trying to get all the distracting, confusing, pointless stuff out of this, I, I want to say that I'm, I'm not trying to like plagiarize anyone. These are not new ideas. These are not novel to me. Like, sure. if you want to have a conversation with someone in the know, like someone who has devoted, you know, a lot of time to understanding these things, if you if you want to be a part of an academic conversation, absolutely take a class in this. It's interesting, you know, at least to me. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So dive in if that's your jam. But, you know. <laughs> it's not everybody's jelly. All right. So what does learning mean to you? I just want to go around. I know there's a lot of trauma around this because schools are traumatizing. Yeah. But like when someone says learning, what does that mean? Work. Work? Yeah. Labor? Labor. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, uh, like for me, it's like acquiring knowledge that uh, whether it's intentional, like I can yeah. still find a use for it. Like, you know, okay. so like anything that expands my knowledge or experience is okay. learning. This feels like a trap. It's not. Trust me. <laughs> That's what a trap would say. Uh-huh. You're feels like, <laughs> feels like a trap. Um, I don't know, because I heard Cassie's answer and I heard Sam's answer. And now I'm like, but what was my answer before they said those things? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think Probably fun, you nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. do like to learn. I think. I love to learn. Kind of piggybacking on what Sam said, it's. It's putting something into my brain that wasn't there before. Yes, that's a better way to say what I said. (laughs) Thank you. Anytime. And that's hard for me. Uh Yeah. That's why it's work. I will say it, it, depending on where you shine, I think it's hard for everybody. Sure. Yeah. Sure, yeah. So, I I mean, those are all very good answers. Thank you. Congratulations for having good answers. Thank you. (laughs) Um, so when psychologists talk about learning, they're talking about a relatively permanent change in behavior, right? Okay. Behavior? Yeah. Not thought. I mean, that's how they measure things. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, thought definitely is. Because you can't really measure thoughts, I guess. You can, but like for what we're talking about, let's, let's say no for now. Okay. Um, (laughs) Absolutely not. Let's not get, yeah. We only only have so much time. (laughs) So, like, le- learning a thing is different from development, right? Okay. okay. I mean, most people yeah. kind of kind of get those mixed up. Like, as a kid grows up, they're like, okay, they have more abilities or whatever. Yes. They learned to, to do this. They learned to do that. Mm-hmm. Some of it's just natural. So, when you think about, like, oh, they know their shapes now. Like, they, they learned, kind of. But that's more that that's that's a different field of psychology. That, that's sure. a different group of people talking about okay. things and making things... Um, another thing is memory mm-hmm. is not synonymous with learning no. because you can learn things and forget them. Right. Yeah, yeah totally. Mm-hmm. And also being yeah. very good at trivia does not mean that you are very good at learning things. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This thing with like people who are good at trivia also being perceived as really smart. Yeah, absolutely. That's not the way it goes. No. It's not no. always. I mean, no. everyone assumes Alec Trebek for like rest in peace. Obviously, oh, yeah. but like, like, he doesn't know all the answers. Yes. Right. Um, yeah. And there was a show, like a British show called QI, where Stephen yes. Yes. Yeah. has all the things. He's like, oh, not that. Oh, yeah. Like, he's not condescending. Like, he's oh, friendly and like, a, and he always makes it yes. seem so natural. Like, yeah. of course he knew. Uh-huh. Right. 
yeah, it's an organic knowledge. So, like, when you think about, like, stuffing things into your brain, oftentimes because we've been in school for, you know, a decade plus, mm-hmm. it's going to seem like the thing that is learning is the thing those stuffing ideas, like, specific code words into my brain. Yeah. Hopefully I can recall yeah. enough to, you know, answer A instead of D on that test. Correct. Right. Maybe short answers or whatever. Right. So, again, try to separate that out a little bit. Think of them as different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so also, development, <laughs> memory, different from right. learning. Got also, it. Also, okay. IQ. Like, people talk about intelligence quotients all over the place, and it is jargony. I, re- I realize that. But, like, try to separate that out from learning, too. Sure. Wasn't, mm-hmm. like, the original IQ test, like, developed for kindergartners? Yeah, it's super fucked. But that's, okay. that's a that's whole... A different, that's a different... I know, I know, I know. I knew it as soon as I said it, but that I just... I wanted to double check with someone who knew. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's a rabbit hole you can jump down that, you know, maybe a future teacher. Was I right? Was it developed for eugenics? I probably was. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know that for certain, but it... It would make feels sense, right? Sure yeah. If eugenics don't feel right. right, the fact that I'm yeah. creating in my brain feels right. I mean, just to be like, my kids are better than you because numbers, that seems like eugenics to me. Yeah. Just a, you know. Mm-hmm. Those just poor a, parents whose kids are always of not at the mm-hmm. top. My parents? <laughs> I didn't say any names. <laughs> my poor parents. Yeah. They try so hard. Standardized testing. <laughs> not where you shine. Nope. No, and like tests are another thing that people talk mm. about. Like, oh, this is a measure of how much they learned. Not necessarily. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I feel like that's definitely memory. It's just that's what I feel uh, the modern school system is based on. It's more about memory retention, fact mm-hmm. retention, and like, can you put this down the exact way? That it came from my mouth. Yeah, and they're trying to play numbers games, so their institution yeah. looks like they're better at numbers than the yes. other institutions. I mean, you can. Yeah, it's not really about use learning fancier anymore. words for that, but yeah. I will say that book I talked about in the last episode by Todd Rose. <laughs> yeah. Also, the the majority of his book is about, I believe, I could be wrong, the education system and mm-hmm. how when the education system is designed for the average student, it's designed for no student mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to stay that way. We actually talked about that a lot at the leadership conference that I learned about him from and they basically modeled their entire presentation off of that, but then continued to have not you know, implement it yeah. in any m- meaningful way. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. USA. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, we are not alone. We are oh, we're trendsetters, not. but oh, yeah. all right. Anywho, yes, continue. <laughs> Again, there's so many rabbit holes with this, so and funny. so many big names and big concepts. Yes. Yeah. Like I am going to skip so much today, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. again, look into it if it's if it's interesting to you. There's a lot there. Hell yeah! All right. So let's talk about a type of learning from the old school days of learning. Okay. <laughs> All right. So imagine you smell this wonderful smell as a child. And okay. you're like, what is that? And then you realize that that wonderful smell is pizza. And then you eat the pizza. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, that smell means pizza. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Time passes. You smell it again. It's like, oh, pizza. All right. This, this flavor is amazing. So you pair up. Smell pizza, eat pizza, want more pizza. Smell pizza, eat pizza, want more pizza, right? Mm-hmm. And then, one day, out of nowhere, you smell pizza and you want pizza. But you didn't eat the pizza. Right? Okay. Right? You just you just wanted it. 
Okay. Yeah. That's a kind of learning. Like that's that smell response mm-hmm. and associating it with wanting pizza. Like that's not a natural thing. You don't just walk through a park and be like, wow, that flower smells delicious. I right? should definitely eat that flower. Right. Yeah. Okay. We would have no violets. They are so delicious. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it seems really basic, right? Like yeah. I'm not blowing anyone's mind here, right? No. <laughs> no. And like and like in my head I'm going through like the few names and little bit of jargon that I know and <laughs> Right, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well and you don't have to worry about that over here. <laughs> <laughs> you have and just by describing it that way, I skipped out on like fourteen name drops and about mm-hmm. twenty what? pieces of jargon. Yeah. Well, and I only knew of two and like three pieces of jargon. You, you want to throw it out there? I, I won't judge too much. Uh, I mean, I want to say it's related to like Pavlovian. Yes, yeah. there we go. All right. Okay, so when Jim and, like trains conditioning Dwight. behavior, yes, that's, it. Yes. that's exactly, exactly it. Sheldon yes. trains Penny with chocolate. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. That's, that's a little different, but yeah, yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I said yes, like you were absolutely correct, and he's the one. Just the <laughs> I was so like, I'm, I'm on your side. I like positive yeah. affirmations. It doesn't matter who it comes from. So. <laughs> Right. So, so imagine you walk in from the street in, into your house and you smell cake. You're like, what is this wonderful smell wafting <laughs> no. from the house? No, don't you. Did someone break in to bake me a cake? Go ahead. And you realize that your roommate lit one of those candles that smells like cake. There's a reason why there is not food scented candles in my house because this <laughs> happened to me. Right. And it I got so goddamn excited. <laughs> I was like, oh, Cassie made me cookies. Yes, and no fucking cookies. cookies. Right. And then you end up calling a candle a bitch. And... <laughs> or your girlfriend. No, I, no, it was the candle. It was yeah, the candle. It's a, it's but I definitely candle. called the candle a cunt. <laughs> right. And the thing is, it's not voluntary, right? Like, you didn't choose to want cake at that point. You yes. just smelled it and yeah. needed it. Yes. And that's the thing where the thing you were talking about <laughs> kind of kicks in, right? Like none of this is a choice. Like, Rage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And your emotional reaction <laughs> yes. to it is, is part of it too, right? Like that's part of the equation. For that, sure. You know, gets you to learn things. So people don't choose to jump at loud noises, right? Not typically. No, we don't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you're watching, like, like you, you watch a horror movie and there's like a spooky scene mm-hmm. and then out of nowhere they're like, blah, right? In the background, like getting you to jump, right? Right. Thanks, you. Ingmar Bergman. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, again, you didn't choose to jump at that. It's just noises yeah. are spooky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You didn't relate it to anything. You didn't choose to jump. You really didn't choose to jump in some cases. Yeah, Sam. <laughs> that's a, that's a lot we don't another rabbit hole rabbit hole rabbit hole. Right, right, right. <laughs> um also like our arousal reactions yeah. like we, like people can judge whether they're attracted to someone within split seconds even splits of split seconds they will process like whether they're attracted to an object faster than they can process language or smells wow. or anything like no cognition is happening you're just like yeah i'd fuck that I'm still not allowed to go to the deli, okay? Even if I present that argument, right? Right. And there's this other like thing that comes up, like if I say Cassie, right? Like your your ears perked up. Yeah, I was like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) What I do? (laughs) You actually process your name way faster than any of us did. Like you got there. Sure. Before we did. Yeah, right? yeah. 
Uh huh. Yeah. And, you know, even in a crowded room, if someone yells your name, you're going to turn your head. Yeah. Like a cosmetology school right. of 85 people in uh-huh. one place at one time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's why, like, in my head, it's why <laughs> when you meet someone with the same name as you, you're like really critical. It's like, I'm the cool Isaac. Yeah, definitely. Yes. It's yes. Like, and they do something stupid. It's like, I don't, I don't know if I, I want my brand associated with that. Uh, Isaacs yeah. would never. Yeah, Unfortunately, most people I knew growing up. Is uh, Isaac your middle name? Had a dog named Sam. I met <laughs> so many more dog Sams than other Sams. I have too, now that you mention it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a bitch. It sucks. Yeah. It I also have a name that rhymes with a lot of other oh, names. Yeah. And like is the ending syllable for a lot of names. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I am always like, oh. Oh, oh, Sammy? No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tis not. No. Hey, Suzanne. Yeah. <laughs> I perk up just as much at Kathy as I do Cassie. Because yeah. I've been called Kathy In my entire life. In restaurants when they're calling names and there's a Dan and a Diane and an Ian. Um, I'm like. Ian's trying to steal everybody's right? soup. Yeah. Yes. If they'd let me, I'd do it. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe this is just anecdotal from my brain. But like if someone yells your sibling's name too maybe yes. a little faster yeah. oh yeah i'll still mm-hmm. answer to my sister's names yeah like mom i know with that she's she actually wants me she does not want rachel yes <laughs> I, I know yes <laughs> yeah so imagine you're a science guy like perfect like, Put bill, yourself nye? In the lab like coat. bill nye right. <clears throat> okay okay i'm there that's a name drop Does Sam whatever get a hat? oh i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's hard right it yeah it, it's a kid's show name drop it's not real He's a serious scientist <laughs> real. you feel like santa claus no but i mean i feel like okay the bill nye i know from watching like him as a child like is not actually so like bill nye with shane so I feel like it's not technically <laughs> okay. All right, personas are different from yes, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right, Name dropping right. a persona. <laughs> okay, so uh, can, can you guys think of a situation where you could engineer this happening? Engineer what happening? Like you could engineer a person associating a thing with something in the world. Like they would have a natural reaction to a thing. Yes. Uh-huh. And then you could glue something else to happen relatively at the same time. MK uh-huh. Ultra. Uh-huh. Hey, yeah, sure. yeah. Um you you mentioned the office as a reference there. Mm-hmm. Cassie did, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, but okay. I think that happens with a lot of stuff. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Either I go out to of the gym because of that. Yeah. Out of habituation or like isn't that part of PTSD? That people are like, oh God, that noise happened. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now this bad thing is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And the bad noise, or the noise didn't have to happen a lot. It just had to be associated I, with something really traumatic. Oh my uh-huh. God. Yeah. Yeah, all the time, right? Yeah, yeah, all the time. But here's the thing. Even if the person realizes that you're fucking with them, they're not going to choose to stop wanting to eat that candle, right? Sure. Yeah. And that's the fun thing about this. Didn't you <laughs> do that? Didn't <laughs> <laughs> did you do that to my brother Ben? Yep, sure did. <laughs> <laughs> because did, was it involved whistling? You would. There's a song for yeah, Ben, right? Yes, yeah. ben, Isaac would randomly whistle, or what appeared to Ben would be randomly whistle the ah uh, the what the uh-huh. uh, song, and then it wasn't until he was brushing his teeth one day around uh, somebody who was like, "Why do you do that every time you brush your teeth?" <laughs> I even got to the point where I would hum it backwards to him. <laughs> Wait, was well, it because Ben's nefarious? dyslexic, so it helps it stick in there. 
Oh, you rubbed it into your brain. It started as a joke. Wait, so what did you pair it It's one of my favorite stories. Um, <laughs> tasting different things. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Sorry, Ben. Sorry. He's going to love it. Does he still do it? I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out him. in about a couple weeks. You know yeah. what? He is going to do it again. Yeah. Now that I know about this. Yeah, now that he remembers it, it's all going to be back. Poor yeah. Natalie. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, so there are things that get in the way, right? Like if you smell pizza, you're going to want pizza. Unless, unless you've already eaten that day. Or you just had pizza yesterday. Like You, you can probably imagine sure. a bunch of different reasons sure. that you right, want right, pizza. Right. Like you smell pizza and then you see someone puke on their shoes. Like you're not... <laughs> That's why I don't drink gonna, Southern yeah. Comfort anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I associate it with vomit. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if like the guy offering the pizza looks like he fucked that pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does the yeah. pizza look like pizza it's fucker. been fucked? <laughs> I don't know. Some I'll let you piece just... that together. <laughs> That's your own journey. Like pizza fuckers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And also, like, no matter how much... Can I just much... say Pizza Fucker sounds like a restaurant chain? <laughs> if it's not, it should be. We'll see if the doc comes What available. do they have? Pizza Fuckers? <laughs> yeah, and, like, no matter how much you explain to your friend, like, why you like pizza, like, the smooth, creamy texture of, you know, the chewing process, if your friend's lactose intolerant, he won't believe you. Mm-hmm. Right, because we had to learn pizza. And we don't just naturally like pizza. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that is the basic version, right? Okay. Like, but when you're connecting the dots between things, that's how things flow together, typically. Like, in our unconscious, like, a lot of people will develop this for, like, kids learning things and so forth. Sure. Mm-hmm. Where they just sort of pick it up. But like I said, development is a separate thing. It's related, but it's not the same thing. Like, kids will learn things in their brains and, like, the broad sense of learning. Not mm-hmm. specifically because of conditions. Yes. Right. So, so let's do a little experiment to make sure we're, we're on the same page here. Okay. I'm going to introduce some... I'm going to covertly introduce some more things that would be jargon. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Love it. Okay, so imagine a toddler sitting in his high chair. He digs into his, uh, his baby food, and then that baby food explodes and he ragdolls into a wall and hits a ficus. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Naturally, he would be afraid of the food, you would think. Yeah. Right? That would be the thing, even explosions. But, like, if the person feeding him, he might also be afraid. Of yeah, the I associate you sure. Sure, sure, with sure, 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 that sure. bad thing. Right. But he's not necessarily going to relate it to the ficus that he fell on. Right. Right. Because that, that yeah. happened afterwards. That's not yes, the ficus's fault. No, no. He processes yeah. that as, as a thing. Now, if like the second that he locked eyes with that ficus, his baby food exploded and threw him and he ragdolled into a wall and fell on the ficus. Yes. Then, right. Then, then, then that would be in it's play. It's all bad. Right. Yeah. Right. Sure. So, so there is a little bit of a timing issue with this. Okay. Yes. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. Not strictly. Like some things are in the situation, you might relate them, but like, uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah, it's a whole. Yeah. You whole may thing. remember baby food exploding when you see a ficus, but you're not inherently uh-huh. afraid of it. Of the ficus. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Things that also they may relate that to their, like the taste of that. Like people have food aversions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Ve- very few like happenstance of this. They eat it one time. 
Like, for example, I can't eat mint ice cream because once in my young childhood, I got the flu right after I mm-hmm. had mint right. ice cream. It's it's a whole thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not going to fight it because why? Yep. <laughs> right? I don't need mint right. ice cream that badly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So once, once we know this happens, like once we know that we adjust to things that happen in relationship to other things. We can kind of relate them to other things in our life and like figure out where our brain is thinking about our own thinking kind of stuff. So when you hear your alarm clock go off on the weekend, when it's not related to what ever is going on that day, what is your emotional reaction to your alarm clock? Rage. Right. (laughs) Because it did it wrong. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Yes. Or I'm mad at myself because I did it wrong. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, like it's not that sound that's making you absolutely pissed at your phone. It's because you relate that to I have to go to work now. Yes. Right. Yes. Sure. Or I have to wake up now. Right. Right. <laughs> or it's going to be harder to go back to sleep now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, also they've done things like just with your name, people will recognize their specific phone's ringtone faster oh, than yeah. another ringtone. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. It was purposeful. Uh-huh. Work had one ringtone. My parents, Samuel, yeah, it was mm-hmm. scheduled out. They also find that people have a memory of where their phone usually rings. So when they hear that sound, they'll assume it came from their pocket. On the on the side of the pocket. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if someone, like if you're shopping and someone's ringtone goes off and it just happens to be the same as yours. Because Bro. I don't change my ringtone from the default usually. Right. Agreed. Yeah. You ever think that it's like hey, you just my phone? Yeah, you put. Yeah, I'll put my I'll put my hand on my pocket to uh-huh. see if I can feel it because my rings and vibrates. So I'll see. Yeah, as soon as I hear some of the same ringtone, yeah, yep, I, I automatically check all the time mm-hmm. in yep. public. Right. So this is a thing that happens in your life that you can set up systems for, but it is very hard to classically. Sorry, it's hard to make learning happen this way to yourself. It, it's hard to engineer that scenario. Okay. Yes. You can't consciously relate it because that's not how this works. Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. That is a different kind of learning, which we'll cover next. <laughs> bum bum bum. The plot so thickens. Right. <laughs> I thought I knew about all the different types of learning since you know. Right. Trade so, school. <laughs> yeah. Trade school. Trade school. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. You start this, and I'm like, I listen better than I read. <laughs> Right. So the next one is a type of learning when you more or less, I'm going to say, know what's happening. Like you okay. recognize that something is happening because and <laughs> this is kind of jargon, but I'm going to go with it because it's in everyone just uses these words anyways. But rewards and punishments. Right. OK. okay. Right. Yeah. And this sure. is the thing that everyone just seems to intrinsically understand because they like getting things and hate yes. losing things. Yes. Right. And because it's so easy of a concept, it's been studied to death. <laughs> like, sure. Cute. It's kind of, you know, you, you hear about the lab rats and whatever. Like, mm-hmm. this is exactly what they're doing and, you know, structures of rewards and punishments and so forth. Um. So, yeah. So, 
usually what people relate this to is food because of all those animal experiments. Like, you know, the kids have a token economy. I'll give you candy if you do this. Kind of oh, things. clean plate club. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <clears throat> sticker charts, grade uh, school, and you filled up your sticker chart. You could get a prize from the treasure box. I use that as a cosmetology teacher. <laughs> and it works, right? Uh, human <laughs> adults were motivated by stickers, gel pens. <laughs> uh, yeah, just different things. Small, <laughs> tiny things. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like the adult version of uh, candy is money. Right. Yeah, Starbucks gift cards. (laughs) (laughs) That was currency. You can buy whatever candy you want to with money. Yes. And our whole economy is based around rewarding and punishing with money and making people very conscious of these forces throughout their lives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but the, the scientists are kind of stacking the deck when they talk about these, because when they, when they, when they talk about rewards, they're defining it as a thing that makes people do things more often. Sure. Right. But like, okay. not everyone has the same preferences, right? Sure. Right. Like no matter how much you want to, like most people, if you insult their penis, won't consider it a reward. And some people, <laughs> some you can't, people... you can't reward them without insulting their penis. They're, they pay. They are out there. To have their penis insulted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, you got. So I'm you, starting my own research, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? And this is easy to think about because, again, this is a part of our daily lives yeah. and our paychecks and whatever else. Penises, right? Cassie, I'm insulting your penis whenever you're bad. That's that's how it's gonna go from now on. You yep. better. <laughs> the more vulgar, the better. Yeah. Be creative, though. Yeah, be real creative. Yeah. It's got to stick in her head for it to really work. Yeah, sure. You got it. Uh, yeah, so we've all had pets here, right? Like over the times, like yeah. obviously you guys have a cat right now. Mm-hmm. Have you ever tried to condition or, you know, whatever Every other day. word you want to use? Like, have you ever tried to like learn your cat a thing? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I tried it with Rocky uh, for a long time and I'm weaker. Mm-hmm. I'm weaker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the persistence it takes to get a simple-minded cat to understand that when you do X, yes. you want Y to happen my cat is not smart enough <laughs> for this to happen successfully. Yeah, Except or, conversely, he's too smart. <laughs> Isaac has been successful in training our cat. The cat knows that when Isaac feeds oh. him dinner, he will get treats in his food bowl. Yes. And so now, when Isaac is gone and I feed the cat dinner, he just needs his dinner. When Isaac is home and I feed the cat dinner, he will stand by his food bowl and wait for Isaac to put the treats in. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good sir. And since I've paired that with his behavior, now, like, he will wait until I pat him on the side before he starts eating. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Unless he's super Fucking hungry, monster. then it's just like... <laughs> Fuck you, yeah. father. Get yeah. out of my way. But, yeah, it's just a thing you have to be very consistent about. Yeah. And eventually it'll stick. Yeah. Okay. Isaac also says things to the cat when his cat tries to eat things... And we haven't given him permission, like, Henry, do not be presumptuous. <laughs> oh, my God. I that's love more, that. That's more to be funny. but we <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the cat will finally learn. Maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there's also things, like, people have tried to use this for things that it probably also won't work at. You guys have all seen Ghostbusters, like the first one from uh-huh. the 80s, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's that thing where he, like, the main character is trying to train this, like, guy and this lady to use, like, extrasensory perception. Oh, mm-hmm. Like, oh, the little yes. card things and whatever. Like, I don't buy it, but whatever sure. your perspective on that is. 
But yeah, he administers a little shock when they don't get it right. Well, it doesn't happen in this case, but there were people that actually tried experiments like that. I was going to yes. say, didn't Phil sure. Murray, like, there wasn't a real exper- experiment? Because no, he, he was, was just trying to, like... He was just shocking yeah. the guy and rewarding mm-hmm. the woman. That was his whole shtick, because he wanted yeah. to sleep with his grad yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that was based on other things that were studying ESP at the time. So, like, that's... <laughs> things they were actually that. done. Yeah, and probably the seduction thing, too. They were borrowing that, too. Sure. Yeah, yeah. sure. Because sure, sure, sure. why not be creepy, right? <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. Well, I think People. Dan Aykroyd, like, knew all of that and, like, wrote... Like, was part of the <laughs> writing process in there because, like, he was like, yeah, this is... Mm-hmm. Like it was very. I feel like if I remember correctly, it was Purposeful. very intentional. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So also, I imagine you know people with kids. This is yeah. a thing they talk about constantly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the kid yelled in the store for the thing, and I gave it to them, or I didn't give yeah. it to them. And there's sure. this whole paradigm of the things I had to put up with my children. And uh. like, as a person without kids, <laughs> like yep. it's very easy for me to be. To, to say things like, you have to be strong. You have to you have to fight through it, right? Yeah. Like, but the battle of attrition that is raising a child, I cannot sympathize with. So, no. Sure. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, it's very easy for me to be an armchair philosopher on that one, but yeah. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, people have also heard of gambling, right? Yeah. And it's a big discussion there, but like, it doesn't make sense in abstract that putting a quarter in and then sometimes getting a quarter back, like, that, that's not really a normal human behavior yeah so what's actually happening there based on some research is that because the rewards are large enough to be noticeable and because it doesn't happen all the time then a person is compelled to keep trying like right keep trying keep trying keep trying because eventually you're gonna hit that big jackpot right Uh like you're gonna reward it yeah and it's gonna be worth it see and i've always i with gambling only not only Mm -hmm. but i I don't see any don't reward either. in it. Like the the casinos advertise no that they're not going to give all your money back. Yeah. See, the, the, you walk into the lobby and there's all these nice things and the air conditioning. They're giving you free drinks. Like they're not just doing that because it's fun to do. They're yeah. Not, they're not being altruistic. <laughs> they're going to take your money. Like yes. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, but I they know they're going to take. I am going to win. Exactly. Everybody they're going to take money. Look, they take most people's money, but if they didn't give some people more money than they walked in with, it wouldn't still be a thing. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I just don't expect anything lucky so to happen to me. So I think I'm. <laughs> So I'm but just like, that will never you, happen. Yeah. But that's it, is I think I'm special and I'm going to keep trying because oh. eventually yeah, I'm, I'm going to be the special <laughs> like one. I'm, yeah. I'm just normal. <laughs> yeah. No, just average Joe here. Um, like, yeah, no, I don't mean me specifically, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. that's the... But are you going to talk about how it's not just with gambling, gambling? How relationships mm-hmm. get this to happen? Absolutely, yeah. Like people, what? like especially young people in relationships, it was like, I'm going to get laid eventually. And that's the whole reason to stay in the relationship. Or they gave yeah. you discomfort. Or I remember that mm-hmm. my family member acted this way before the reward came. If I just keep putting in the hours. Or if you've ever heard about somebody in a relationship with a narcissist, how they put yeah. up with all of that yes. horrible, horrible treatment for the next time the honeymoon phase comes. Yes. And they're so right. sweet and loving. Right. Mm-hmm. I uh, unfortunately have watched that. Oh yeah, many times. Definitely, it I have too. Sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. But it, isn't it the same? The same principle though that you In just theory. keep doing the same thing because you are waiting for that reward. Uh-huh. 
of love the and one, affection. Uh, yeah. The one time it's different. Yeah. And keeping with the philosophical theme, like obviously there's a lot of explanations of how sure. and why these things work the way they do, and it's been studied for decades now. So, you know, look into the into the systems. Oh, this is ask a- what else is going on. These are very big abstractions, right? So with the gambling thing, this is another thing that like. When your brain engages in this, you don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it hard to step out of it, right? It's part of it. There are some brain chemicals that are happening. Um, just oh, because. that's jargon. That's why you didn't use the words. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yep. Got- okay. Um, yeah, there is a lot of jargon behind this. and yeah. Brain chemicals are so strong. I- I'm just going to drop one here just as an example. Like, no one's ever seen a dopamine receptor. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they exist probably, but yep. you know, like that's not a thing you can deal with in your everyday life. So. Right, right, For right. The right, purposes right. of our discussion, let's just assume there's some brain goo going on. <laughs> I can do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You okay? It really bumps me out. <laughs> yeah, for real. It just bumps me out. Like, that, like, all of this is happening with, like, totally reasonable, intelligent people uh-huh. yeah. who yeah. are functional adults, who are successful in areas of their life, and then they just have no control over A little brain it. goo fucking yeah. gets out of whack. Yeah. Absolutely. And all of a sudden, like, they like, have a gambling addiction. They're in a shitty relationship they can't pry themselves out of. <laughs> their kids are assholes. Yeah. And it's like. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. They hate their job. No and, amount of like. Yeah, all of that. Being a functional smart person gets you out of like just your hardwired bullshit. Yeah. And the tricky thing about it is that the smarter you are, the better you are at making excuses. Yes. To keep trying. For sure. Because the emotion, like the decision to do a thing happens way before you actually do that. Do thing. the thing. Yeah. And us trying to talk about it usually is an excuse for what already happened. Or what you've already decided to do. Yeah. 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 They've done these. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> so. They, they, they've done these studies and they're like, okay, when this when they show with this simulation to people, they're like, okay, they're going to turn right or left. And mm. they noticed before the person even legitimately made the decision to turn left or right, um, other area of their brain would light up to, to depend on which direction that they were going to go. They pre- pre-planned for it, even if they right. were conscious of it. Sure. Fuck and you. Then, <laughs> then, yeah, I get that a lot. Um, <laughs> so... So what they did was they hooked up some devices to like, you know, zap the brain a little bit, do science magic or whatever to alter, like to to stimulate the part of the brain that would do one direction or the other. But Mm -hmm. what they would do is they would, once the person made the decision to turn left, they would stimulate the part of the brain that would make them want to turn right. Oh. Mm -hmm. And then they would turn right. And then the experimenters, because this was the point of the whole experiment, be like, why did you decide to turn right? And they will give you an explanation. Like, why did you change your mind? Yeah, just felt like the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. you zapped my brain. Right. Yeah. They're not going to say that, though. Sure. It's their decision. <laughs> it's still a decision. Wow. Even if it was changed without their knowledge. This makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of those, like, dark science corners that, like... Well, and it, it's a... uncomfortable, right? Because we all like to think that... We're smarter than... Masters of our own universe. Yeah. In control of our neuronal process. Yeah, that we're not just an animal. Yeah, yes. Living by animal instincts when we absolutely are. Absolutely. 
And of course, yeah, this type of learning and the previous type of learning we talked about can be related too. Mm. Like mm-hmm. these are For not sure. mutually exclusive things, right? Um, and especially when they get paired up, it's it's very hard to get out of these addictive, in some case, behaviors. Mm-hmm. It's not a choice mm-hmm. necessarily, and we talk about addiction sometimes. And like some countries see addiction as a, as a disease and treat it accordingly. Yeah, we hear is like, oh, look at the moral failing of that person. They get right. addicted to Percocet. Absolutely, or yeah. yeah. So I mean. Not absolutely like that's right. No, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, right. I've yeah, seen gotcha. that before yeah. and recognized that pattern of behavior. That's the whole meta ethics thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, absolutely, they're pieces of shit. That's not what I meant. Not what I meant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's the other side of this thing. Like, we've all played video games. Like, it's a part of anyone who's, you know, been around the 90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2000s, yeah. 2010s, right? Like, it's, it's going to be a thing that keeps happening. And. I've played video games for a very long time where they just stopped being fun. But I sure. kept playing them, right? Because the reward for winning is to keep playing the shitty thing that I hate. And yet somehow I just keep coming back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like the pattern mm-hmm. is still there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is a thing that people think that they can control. Because they see rewards and punishments throughout the thing. But it's very difficult for a person to punish themselves. Almost mm-hmm. impossible. Yeah. Is yeah. it? It is. Is yeah. it? You can yell at yourself, but you're still going to release those like brain goo things to make uh-huh. you feel good about your decision. Is that kind of like it, you, you can't uh, tickle yourself or you can't? Normal brain? Well, you're also going mm-hmm. to think you're right for doing bad things to yourself. Yeah. So like. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you might punish yourself, but you're going to be like, I'm, I'm a good person because I decided I'm going to punish myself for that thing because I deserved it. So I'm mm-hmm. treating myself okay. well. I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. And they find that if people make like some sort of resolution to change some behavior in their life and they tell oh. people they've already gotten the reward, like the brain goo activated in their brain mm-hmm. to make them feel good about it. And there's less of a chance they'll actually do it. Uh, or so they just keep it secret and just keep going to it. Yeah. January 1st. <laughs> right. <laughs> New Year's resolution. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Until you have the New Year's resolution. The where you decide not to make New Year's resolutions, which yes. becomes a paradox. Right, yes. Yes. Which, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've heard plenty Every of times. Every staff so. meeting mm-hmm. January. Is that yeah. really a what thing they made you do? What? Are you kidding me? Oh, you didn't have to do this? No. Oh, that fucking blows. Because yeah. why is it my work's business what I'm resolving to do anyway? That's a great question. <laughs> An excellent ethical question, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, I won't derail. No, no, you're good. <laughs> That's fucking creepy, Cassie. They shouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah. I got a couple more examples. <laughs> I bet. Just one or two. Just one and or two. Anyone who has worked in a modern working environment has kid. Yeah. Yes. It, example for yeah. days. We're a family here. Uh huh. Mm. Yeah. If I see that in a description, I'm out um, automatically. Oh my god. And you're- At Long John Silver's, as we were a crew. Back when I was a teenager, yeah, like well, a ship, like a ship's so. crew, they yeah, went nautical we're with a family. it. Family is like we'll emotionally abuse you and yes. expect your loyalty. Exactly, mm-hmm. that is the only thing I hear <laughs> when you're, when like you're like here. Your family, will- <laughs> we had like more loyalty than we're willing to pay you for. Oh yes, yeah. one three thousand percent. If you are not already reading the uh, advice blog ask a manager please start reading oh my gosh it's so good and it's all workplace stuff but she always talks about that with family work's not supposed to be your family Mm -hmm. you could have support there you could have a good time there 
and it still works. And you can make your well, money. And it's not just like work too. I was talking to a friend of mine this was a while ago, but he was talking about uh, JFK's quote, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country, which I mean, Suck like in nut. context kind of makes sense of what he was trying to get at. Mm-hmm. And historically it makes sense. But if you just take it like abstractly, Fuck you. I pay taxes. I am going to ask what my country could do for me. Yeah. Like, I'm supposed to. We're supposed to have some kind of basic level of services provided to yeah. us for yeah. all the things we're yes. paying for. Taxation, representation, blah, right. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Stamp Act, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen the trend of people writing taxation is theft in servers' tip lines? Yeah, it's a thing wow. right now. How that well, doesn't unfortunate, no, yeah. what it doesn't make any the sense. The server doesn't tax you. Back up. <laughs> you got a shitty mic, guy. Sorry. <laughs> he has an okay mic. <laughs> That's I'm so sorry, servers. I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah, for I've like that. seen quite a few rashes of uh-huh. it. And mentioning the server thing, um, there's nothing they can do. Like they no. they got punished for doing nothing. Yep. So that's yeah. just going to shit on their emotional state for the day. Yeah. <laughs> like, I yes. mean, really, they got punished for doing their job. Yeah. Yeah. Probably mm-hmm. doing possibly, it well. Possibly, I was going to say, yeah, possibly doing mm-hmm. a good job and still getting fucked. This is why now you have servers who are like, I recognize that kind of person. The kind yeah. of person who comes in my restaurant at this time in the week wearing yeah. that kind of clothes. They probably just finished this kind of activity. This mm-hmm. is how they're going to treat me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talk to your servers who used to work at busy restaurants on Sunday afternoons. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jesus. Yes. So, and some people will be like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Like, they'll be self-critical. And a lot of us are trained to do that, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. But, so, there was this experiment where they gave chickens feed, but at random intervals. Okay. Right? Okay. And they found that these chickens were doing all kinds of crazy shit. Wow. They were going in, in circles. They were pecking at random stuff. Just doing like bonkers shenanigans. But what was happening oh, is that in the chicken's mind, they were being trained to do things. Right. So whatever the last thing they did before they got fed, that probably that's what you right? want me to right. do. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. superstition, like people wearing their lucky socks before sports games or whatever. Mm-hmm. It kind of got related to that. But I imagine sure. for the server, it's just like... Well, I didn't say thank you that last time. Oh, my God. Yeah, maybe that's right. what was wrong with their service. Well, their water glass set a little mm-hmm. empty. Yeah. And in other experiments, like there is a limit to how specific you can be with like the kind of thing that you can do to get a reward. Or sure. people will get fucking pissed at you. Right. And you'll be like, this video game cheated me. <laughs> sure. sure. Right? Yeah. I have mm-hmm. no I've never said that. No, no. You throw your controller at the ground, scream profanity at a inanimate object. Nope. No, no, nope. that's never happened. Nope. No, nope. no, nope. 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 Necessarily giving you anything, they're just setting up expectations for things. Yes. Mm-hmm. And wait, so they can taunt us with rewards versus punishment without actually having to. Yeah, it's God just the it. thought of it. Fuck. Right, and it's kind of baked into what the researcher said in the first place. It's not necessarily a physical object. It's just a thing that increases a person's response rate in one direction or the other. Like this I feel like, like I knew that, but like understanding it yeah. just a little bit better, it's just that much worse. Hurts your brain, don't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So be on the watch out. And your subject didn't bring us down at all. <laughs> Com- <laughs> Not compared to this. <laughs> Sorry, God. It is interesting. Thank you. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Um. So advertising is a thing, and and you, I'm sure you we've brought up on the, the process of talking about this that. There are a lot of things that get in the way of this process, right? At least not, sure. you know, we do this haphazardly and there's a lot of things we can supply as rewards or punishments that are just part of a daily life and they fade into the background and, mm-hmm. you know. This is why, you can just mark this to cut it all out. This is why people are so committed to their multi-level marketing bullshit. Uh-oh. The fucking rewards oh and punishments. Yeah, it's why yeah. they'll spend... 10 grand on product to get themselves on a four grand vacation. Yeah, if I can get on that cruise. Because it's a reward. Or why they keep their gym membership then when they haven't been there in like six months. You shut your fucking mouth. (laughs) I don't want to hear it from you. That's how gyms stay in business. (laughs) (laughs) That Bob's Burgers episode? Oh my God, yes. (laughs) I am that episode. (laughs) Yeah, that multi-level marketing thing, man, they really, it is so much like emotional manipulation. Yes. To get mm-hmm. people, and then they punish them by like cutting them off from their social network yep. that they've uh-huh. made really important to them. Have mm-hmm. you seen uh, any of the TikToks from anti MLM girls? And they'll make fun of the girls like getting on live and they're like, hey, how are you, Trish? Yeah, I see you in there. This is just my. <laughs> Little my first coffee of the day and that kind of stuff. Oh my oh, god, yeah. they do it way yeah. too well, yeah. way too well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry so no, 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 you're good. That's that, it's all it's all related, right? It's like part how of are it. how are brains operated is a thing that people should talk about more. And we see it play out so agreed. many weird ways mm-hmm. because everyone's trying to manipulate us just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe Always. not consciously, maybe not even ways that we're conscious of, but yeah, it happens, right? Truth. Okay, so let's do another type of learning. Okay. Y'all ready for this? All right. I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm okay. I really didn't think this would be this heavy. No. It's fun heavy? Okay, all right. There are three thinkers in a room. And then Cassie. <laughs> I thought you were going to count yourself as a thinker and he was going to be the nerd. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just, I'm observing mm-hmm. as much as I can. <laughs> all right. So this next one, we watch people do stuff all the time, right? Yes. yes. That's just a thing we do. We like it. to watch. Mm-hmm. We pay Sounds more attention dirty. to fate. Yeah. It, absolutely. It can be dirty, actually. <laughs> um. Even children will like notice faces and turn towards faces. Like it's just a thing oh, that we, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we do, right? Like, right. like when you yeah, I don't when you interact with a kid, they're not like, "Hey, look at my hand," right? Right. Right. You have a puppet or like a bear. Like you get like, hey, "Hello," right? Uh, okay. Kids mm-hmm. eyesight, especially when they're super young, is yeah. absolute shit. Shitty. So, yeah, the more that they can recognize like basic outlines of things, the more they'll react to faces. That's yes. Sure. Yes. Just how we're programmed and so forth. Um, so who are the people that you like to watch? Like on a daily basis, like what are you conscious of watching? Mm. I mean, outside of media that I choose to consume. uh, Yeah. So a daily people watch. What person is grabbing my eyes? Animals for me. Mm -hmm. Like I'm automatically looking at you if you have a dog with you or whatever. People who are a little weird in some way. What what's your weird? Like, it could be almost anything, but like, 
if somebody has like an outfit that's not sure. like kind of in the social norm of what outfits I usually see. Yeah. If somebody has proportions that are unusual. Yeah, fat mm-hmm. ass. It'll turn your head. I you have sure? no idea. Yeah. Like, so, if, yeah, but if you notice that somebody too, like yeah. Yeah. this is part of, if you notice that somebody like we had a consultant one time who had cauliflower ear. Oh, oh uh-huh. sure. And it's like that's odd. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, right. So like. Yeah, weird things like that. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people don't like to talk about what they notice or what they watch. Because, you know, oh. in, in the United States, we're not supposed to stare at people. Sure. Oh, so sorry. Too, but, like, it, it happens. Yeah. Right? Like, I, you can't oh, stop it. Right? I would guess a lot of people would probably be, like, someone who's hot. Yeah. Sure, I mean, that's, sure, that's sure. Answer. I get that. Yeah. I'm hyper observant, but it's because of, like past traumas like of me feeling like i have to mm-hmm. be hyper aware of my surroundings at all times yeah yeah and uh i was it was commented on in high school that i would always comment on teachers hair i'm like oh did you get your hair cut and things like that where other people didn't notice mm-hmm but it was a constant. I was like, oh, you're late for your haircut kind of thing. <laughs> you knew. Yes. And I don't know. I got talked about by the teachers mm-hmm. that I was like stalking them or like being creepy. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's just my brain. It's how mm-hmm. I notice things. <laughs> All right. So we were talking about Cassie's being hyper aware and what we notice about people. Indeed. And sometimes it feels awkward noticing things. Or yeah. at least it feels awkward talking about noticing things mm-hmm. about people. Yeah, when someone is, maybe has a, a deformity. Like, that yeah, sure. is a glaring. Sorry, mm-hmm. consultant with a cauliflower ear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you have a jaggedy, shitty neckline, I'm looking. Mm-hmm. I'm all up in that haircut. So, yeah, um, watching Isaac. people. The what? Sideburn? I said Isaac with his jaggedy uh, neckline. Oh. Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, no, you're fine. No, more like if your hair was cut and like, what's going on with that? Like, yeah. Going on. No, nah, I don't judge people for not having a haircut. It's yeah. whatever. I don't get my haircut. <laughs> yeah, I'm a slacker. I get it. Yeah. I cut my own. Like, <laughs> or I do it. Yep, or Sam. One of the two. Yep. Okay. So, uh, watching people gives us expectations of how the world works. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like specific little things, like this person tried this and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not a one to one kind of thing. Like none of these sure. are. Like you're gonna need to pair things together a, a lot of times before it like really sticks. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, if you see a person do a thing. And they get success or they fail at a thing. That's what is like yes. our, like, this is what's normal. That's how we build. Sure. Right. It also sets expectations about how hard things are. Sure. Yes. Right. Like, if you see someone, like, struggling to, like, carry a thing, you're going to assume it's heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Or if you only watch professional basketball, you're going to assume things about how easy it is to throw a basket into a hoop. Totally. Right. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sports fuck us so much with these things. Like practice is definitely involved. Yeah, in yeah, that yeah. absolutely. It's really relatable um, with hair. People see things on Instagram or they see things on YouTube, and they're like, "Oh, well, I, I'm pretty good at hair, or I'm good at doing my own hair. 
I can do the same things that they do. Right. And then they're like, oh, fuck. And it's just a and then huge end- learning process. <laughs> yeah. of- and then they end up on Brad Mondo. And <laughs> yeah. 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 So we end up imitating the people that we think about the most. Okay. And we usually think like, okay, if we spend a bunch of time thinking about something, that, that makes sense that we would do that. But it doesn't matter if you love that person or hate that person. Totally. Sure. If you think about them, you will act about them. Yeah. Like or if someone's just a part of your life, you'll pick up certain mannerisms. Like doodle. Right. I will if I visit my family, I'll like I have like a, a couple of vocal things that change a little bit. Uh-huh. And if I spend certain like a lot of time with certain friends, I'll pick up like some of their speech patterns with certain phrasing and totally. things like that. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, totally. And accents are a big part of that. Oh, yeah. Some people are very proud of their accents and they work to maintain them. But sure. Just mm-hmm. being around family, I'm sure you noticed like there's certain things that you say around them that you don't say around anyone else. For sure. sure. Yeah. Um, the other part of this is that we will copy what people do. Mm-hmm. Like if you see them perform a task, we'll try to do it the same way, even if we know we are doing a better version of that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're more likely to try to imitate people than to try to have a, a unique idea. Yeah. Right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. it, ta- it, it takes the social pressure off of it. Absolutely. Like we, we aren't necessarily as compelled to get it right because, well, I mean, they did it, right? Yeah. That's the thought process that happens in their head. But what's mm-hmm. actually happening is just us imitating it. Right. Like our excuses are after we actually imitate them. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Still, like it's when you it's when you tack on that this happened way before you thought about it. I'm just like, uh-huh. shit. We're just animals living with electricity in our brain, making us do weird shit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and much shit. like the other things, even if we if we realize we're doing it the wrong way, we will defend the way that we did it. One hundred and ten percent. People would rather be consistent than right. Mm-hmm. Cassie, I imagine yep. you saw this so much when you taught. Yes, so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything. I'm. Yes, every example comes to mind, and I'm like, oh wow, okay, well, <laughs> well, that explains things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um, advertising, of course, draws on this a whole bunch, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, like if there was barbecue flavored water, as long as you pair a smiley face with that, you'd be like, oh, people react with that <sighs> after they drink this barbecue flavored water, even if it's viscerally <laughs> disgusting. And yes. they'll at least sell some. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, brings me to the question, if uh, if there was a, a buffalo flavored Mountain Dew, would that taste better or worse than a Fanta version of that? A buffalo? Yeah, like buffalo wings flavored. I feel like they would taste like two completely different types of buffalo. <laughs> right, yeah. Like you know wings? what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, cool, cool. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, cool. I'm going Mountain Dew's going to taste better, so. You mean that Fanta and Mountain Dew both have come up with a buffalo flavor? Yeah. They, they haven't actually done that? Just, just like theoretically. Just theoretically. Yeah. yeah. I thought for a second you were like, would you rather drink a buffalo Mountain Dew or like an orange <laughs> Fanta? And I was like, is well, the this? Fanta, but yeah. Well, sure, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I'm not tasting any of them. I feel like it would be a Coke and Pepsi type of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With enough smiles, though, someone will try it. Someone absolutely will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The fucking ruffles with all the different flavors. Yeah. Literally a social experiment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Exactly. All the, the oh, remember fights. when the chicken and waffles one came out? Uh, they were delicious. They were pretty fucking good. I think, yeah. I mean, if you tried to establish the emotional state of society based on the front of boxes and supermarkets, it'd be real fucked up, right? <laughs> <laughs> so much Why mania. Why is everyone grinning like an idiot here? <laughs> this is herpes medication. <laughs> Just seems real satisfied with his herpes. Yeah. yeah. Again. He's rock climbing, he's kayaking, he's loving life. Herpes isn't holding me down. I mean, I would drink that stuff if I could go rock climbing. I mean, just, <laughs> you know? right? Right. So, I mean, people imitate people all throughout their life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. When you talk to kids, and therapists talk to kids specifically, like kids don't have necessarily the vocabulary to explain what's going on in their life. Totally. Sure. So what therapists do is they watch them play because those imitations will come out while they're playing. Mm-hmm. Right. And they'll be like, you know, one doll is like bumping in the other one or one's like really aggressive or they say something that's like maybe using words the kids wouldn't use. Like sure. Yeah. It gives ammo for right, the therapist right, right, if right. a good therapist to like ask the kid, hey, going on in your life specifically about this genre of whatever right i went to a behavior therapist as a child and uh, i it was one of the oddest things i was like are you a wizard (laughs) (laughs) seems like mind reading right but really it's just cold reading you yes and not acting like a wizard yeah yeah Seems yeah. like wizardry to me. Yeah. I, well, well that's I tell Sally they're... she's a witch all the time. I'm like, you're a fucking witch. <laughs> I do that too. I will do things I don't expect. I, I say devil woman, but you devil know, same woman. thing. Devil woman. Yeah. <laughs> Ew, gross. That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yes. wait, you're telling me that therapists could dress up at, as wizards and we could have wizards and witches again? Yes. Yes, we could do that. We- could. Why is this not a thing? So about <laughs> ethics. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what Madame Cleo is, not to shit on whatever, but like right, sure. yeah, yeah. psychic hotlines, uh, the cold reading for the most like part. That. Yeah. yeah. Even if you do believe in that, like not everyone's telling the truth, right? Like, right, yeah. Yeah. And cold reading's not that hard. You can just do vague things and if someone reacts to stuff, you can kind of play along with John it. John Edwards? <laughs> Uh, sure. Yeah. I, Teresa just Caputo. The other day, I saw like the Netflix whatever show. Oh yeah. Like, psychic, and I was like, this, people still think this? What the fuck? Like, <laughs> Have you seen the pet psychics? God. Yeah. <laughs> I need a new career. <laughs> pet psychic. Yeah. <laughs> Get really good at cold reading. There you go. Done. Mm-hmm. So this is why we need good role models in our life. Like, I mean, everyone has their shitty friends. I get that. And you don't Mm -hmm. want to just ditch people because they're going through a rough time. But also, like, wouldn't it be awesome if you just hang around people that were, like, more happy, more skilled, more interesting? You mean the way that I've curated my friend group as of now? I was going to say, yeah. yeah, Like, that's part of it. Yeah. That's one of the things that drawed me to Cassie is that we are both very intentional about the people that we kept ties and Mm -hmm. relationships and, and, like, sank our energy and time into and yeah devoted i'm not to. one of those people that's like yeah let's make plans and we'll get together like that actually like means you want to make plans to me and yes. i'm like okay yeah let's follow through i w- i hope that i don't do that to people mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well also like along with that like making 
I don't remember where you heard it, but the, the idea that you never want to be the smartest one in, in the room. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Like yeah. surround yourself with people who are better than you at yeah. a lot of things. I think that was Eisenhower. I don't know. I mean, he was one of the people that quoted that, but. Oh, yeah. So that meant he was. Sorry, down. that's where I heard it from, <laughs> not necessarily that he originated yeah, it. Yeah, I really, I mean, my friends are all like such smart, interesting, wonderful people. It's different yeah. things than yeah. I am. And the reason we're friends is partly that and partly because they also make our friendship a priority. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And of course, like when we say they're smart people or whatever, that's not just a number. That's not a static thing. Yeah. Not everyone is smart about everything. People have their experiences and expertise and having like a group of friends, we can learn from them and like learn to find new things interesting. Yeah. Like, like, like this shit, you know? Exactly. Like, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> like the I, whole I, point. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting the shit right now. Welcome to GTS. <laughs> yeah so also like we need real experiences with people like i know covid kind of shut down a lot of stuff but like Mm. what watching top chef is not going to teach you to cook like you actually have to cook Mm -hmm. things it may give you tips along the way it's gonna like point you one direction or the other but just passively observing a thing is not going to be the thing that like teaches you to make a souffle in a record time. Right. Correct. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> or at well, all. Yeah, the practice makes perfect. That's uh-huh. where that also, I've baked a lot of things. I've never even <laughs> attempted a souffle yet. Right. A souffle. And also things like because a lot of the things we watch are geared towards entertainment, it is like do not learn conflict resolution from sitcoms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't right. take any relationship advice ever. Yeah. From sitcoms. No. Yeah, but going back to the previous thing, we imitate what we think about the most. Sure. So if we've marathoned friends for the past, you know, month or whatever. Right. Yeah. Gonna act like those people, even if we're not conscious of God, it. I'm like such it's a Phoebe. Creep in. <laughs> and like, I like to think that I act like Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> no one should want to think they act like Michael Scott. <laughs> Yeah, and we we were talking about a thing because there was a documentary that we were watching, and I think you were asking like why, like who would act like that? What documentary are you talking about? Tiger King. We've been watching some documentaries lately. You're gonna need to be more specific, right? Okay. So we were talking about Carol Baskins. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was like who actually acts like that, and it was like. Well, <laughs> she's imitating sitcoms from when she was a kid. Like that's the reason she has that like stilted language, and like she just thought it sounded cool. And this, it just means stuck. she didn't have a lot of friends when she was growing up, probably. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why there's she also a bunch of other things. Friends. I'm sure there might be some Aspergers at play, but like, that yeah, yeah, part of it. like mm-hmm. the wow. way that people interact with each other now is based on things like Arrested Development and Bob's Burgers, mm-hmm. and like we use the catchphrases, but we also use the cadence. Well, and we humor can patterns talk, and, yeah, in uh, almost exclusively <laughs> media, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Like we can, yeah, we can choose from different shows, and we can have an entire conversation just quoting mm-hmm. things. That I- happens all the time at the salon. I imagine. That's part of the reason why I like shows like Bob's Burgers and now Great North. And there's a couple of others where they show like families supporting each other. Yeah. And like like being weird, but ultimately good to one another. It's nice to like see people 
where like conflict is not always the driving force. Yes, uh-huh. drama is yeah. not necessarily necessarily the thing that like drives the character development of yeah. people. Or- mm-hmm. And like sometimes the the action, like we were watching an episode last night where Louise was trying to right some wrong that someone had done to Jean. And like, so that was conflict, but it was like all driven by her, like just mm-hmm. wanting her brother to yeah, be happy. Yeah, right. yeah. And, and, and the assumptions that are made are going to be stuck in the, everyone that watches that show. Like sitcoms, comedies are not neutral grounds. Like mm-hmm. we right. do pick up things and I'm sure we've all seen that episode at least twice now. So like, <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Glitter bomb. But also at the same thing, like the, what we learn about is also it's easier to recall it in a similar context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you take in your news, for example, from a certain source that has a certain cadence and a certain style of talking about, for example, politics, and we're not going to go into that. But like uh-huh. if people start imitating yeah. commentators, like that is a whole thing. And yes. sometimes when I hear ta- people talking about a certain thing, like. Suddenly they get the voice on, right? Yeah, right. It's, it's not conscious for them, but it's very obvious to me who knows what to look for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, sure, yeah, sure. I feel like uh, people also do that, like when they are uh, when they're imitating people. Like you can tell a lot about that person or what that person thinks of them how they imitate them. Uh Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I have a friend that I talked to a lot and they were talking to me about another friend who is very problematic, but they're also a good person in some ways. But whenever (laughs) they start talking about that friend, they start using this voice and Uh, they just talk like that. And I I immediately know you are someone that you and I probably don't align on a lot of fucking. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Damn. And to really connect with people. Like, you're not going to logic a person out of, like, political agendas or whatever. No, that's not how that works. No, no. Because they want to get, they want to blow their load and move on to the next conversation, right? (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) So, eloquent. See? And that's one, like, I. I don't want to hear it. Right. This is a no load zone. (laughs) And the most success that I've had talking about people about politics is letting them, like, Per se, blow their load and then talk, to, <laughs> and then talk to them during so the post nut clarity they're, period they're, where they're, they're exhausted afterwards, yes. and they're like, "Hey, let's talk in a different tone. See what kind of things we can come to conclusions." Yeah, exactly. About. Like you feel in, heard, in a, a you feel validated yeah. Uh, yeah. that you got your Ew, shit that's out, so and now creepy. Yeah, but it works. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Sam has some of the most intriguing conversation and sometimes angering conversations as to where I would be like, shut the fuck up. We are done. I'm not talking. I move myself from another room. And Sam's just like, well, why do you think that? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Tell me a way that you came to that conclusion. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. As mm-hmm. to where they, I They will give largely a fuck. talk themselves out of it just because they put it into words. Either that or like, I find out more of like the roots of like some problematic thinking or thinking that I view as problematic. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And be like, oh, this had to start from a fairly rational place that just got shifted in a very, very not there's, cool way. <laughs> yeah. There's a guy whose name I can't remember who wrote a book about like, I think it was called Down the Rabbit Hole or Escaping the Rabbit Hole or something. Escaping the Rabbit Hole. Yeah, and I, Cassie and I have talked about it, but his whole book is about, like, conspiracy theory. And when you lose someone to, like, deep conspiracy theory, 
How do you connect with them again? Mm-hmm. And it's exactly what you're talking about. You listen to what they have to say. You find out kind of where they came to these conclusions from. Mm-hmm. And then his next steps, if it's like really dangerous conspiracy theory stuff too, like you're, you find out kind of where their boundary is. Mm-hmm. And yes, then what's, what won't yeah. cross. And then yeah. what's, uh-huh. what's too much for you. Yeah. For and sure. then you kind of show them how, what they're talking about and the thing that they won't, the line they won't cross have similarities. Yeah. Sometimes they end up walking back their own beliefs because they start to put the pieces together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the patience it takes. <laughs> yes. Ooh, and, well, and I don't, yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I don't extend that patience to everybody. No. <laughs> there are some people who are like, I can't, look, I don't, what, if I'm not in the right headspace, I can't do it, number yeah. one. And number two, it's like some people are just so far over the line and, mm-hmm. and, and far away from me uh, ideologically that like there, there's not enough middle ground or closeness to where we can have a conversation. We're so far apart, it would just be yelling. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, I can't, I don't want to do that. You're mm-hmm. so good for trying it all because I'm in Cassie's yeah. camp where I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'd rather devote my energy to something completely different. Yeah, yeah. it was it was one day like when TikTok. I realized that some people who are just very problematic people still, you know, work really hard and yeah, yeah. tuck their kids in at night and give them a yeah. kiss, kiss you, goodnight. You humanize them. It I know you're right. Yes. <laughs> I'm still not going to listen to all their bullshit. They're going to perk their ears. Uh, like, they're going to have a you know flutter in their heart if their wife writes them a love note in their lunchbox or something like that. You yeah, know, well, like maybe you shouldn't yeah, be such a humans. pasty piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd give yeah. a fuck. I will say that I think in pr- like practical terms, you end up having an influence like that if you like work with someone or you're in shared social circles. And over a period of time, you are exposed to each other quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Because I've worked with people like over years and like I've thought that they've had some problematic beliefs and over long periods of time I've been like, I don't know about that because what about this? Like, and then I'm like in like a micro dose kind Mm -hmm. of situation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think the two things that makes it easier for me is one being in construction. Like I move from job site to job site and work with, you know, different assemblances of people and sometimes I'll meet up with people I worked before, but like, there's also like, I'm not exposed to you for like years at a time. Like as long as I'm here, I'm always going to see you. Like, I don't have that. Like there's going to be distances Mm -hmm. and breaks. Mm -hmm. So it's not like if I say the wrong thing, there's going to be a lasting consequence to this relationship. That's going to affect me every single day. Yeah. The politics of the workplace are a lot different in your situation. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and also like I found like, I, most of the conversations that I've had in this nature is because like I've talked and shared about like myself and my feelings uh-huh. and like mm-hmm. and opened up myself and made myself just a little bit more vulnerable and you yeah, uh, made mm-hmm. a safe space for vulnerability yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, I, I will mention at this point that like some of you have like some experience with therapists right oh yep, yes yep, 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 yep. <laughs> right yeah so you're describing what they're doing right like yeah yeah subconsciously. yeah all right and it's like wow, that's a really interesting perspective tell me more about that mm-hmm. like yes. it's the stereotypical whatever uh-huh, and they, they uh-huh. have better ways of asking feel? that right? how does that make you feel yeah it's mm-hmm. like uh you know those old ink bot tests where like mm-hmm. the it works. you know yeah, yeah. Oh, right, oh. So, right. I, I mean it. ink blots jargon <laughs> or whatever but like when they ask you what do you see in the picture they don't give a fuck 
Like, yeah. they're looking for patterns of things that you bring up, like sure. specific <laughs> things. Like, they don't care if you think it looks like an ink blot, right? They're seeing how you react to it, the the associations that you make on a regular basis. They tried mm-hmm. to do that mm-hmm. with me as a child, and I was like, it doesn't look like anything. Yeah. And I, like, but I, it imagine just wasn't as, as an adult, Cassie. Like, okay, okay. Imagine, imagine yourself as an adult, and you're dealing with a kid that's like, it doesn't look like it means anything. What does that mean to you? I, oh yeah, that's maybe maybe education is really confusing yes. right now. Things yeah. don't really make a lot of sense. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and that took me four seconds to figure that out. Get out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this all looks like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right, and it's you're a, a wizard, I think. Right, and it seems like so easy and so stupid when yeah. you explain it, but like. People don't really think about this sort of stuff. And I think conversations like this help Uh people understand their brains. And I was talking with Ann about this and like, maybe there should be a school classroom. It's like the next day I was like, nope, teachers are going to use this for evil. (laughs) (laughs) They will turn this into a sport. (laughs) Yeah. Because they're going to frame all of it in terms of reward and punishment. Right. It was like, oh, you can only remember seven sequential numbers. Oh, I don't know about you. Oh, my God. When you said at the beginning of this that you were going to have some, like, test or experiment for us, I immediately... <laughs> you a clinch? Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> and I immediately remembered before, like, the grade school standardized test, they would read the list of nonsense words. Oh, yeah. That's a classic one. That, like, Blorp is phone or something like they had nonsense words that associated with common words and then like you would take a bunch of tests that day and at the end of the day they'd be like what does blorp mean and you had do you guys not have no, to do this no. No. i don't oh, remember this particular aspect of like, i've read about it but, you know. no it was absolutely a part and i was like oh mm-hmm. i'm ready for a list of words yeah. like in my head i was just like knew that that's what you were gonna do uh-huh and I was a little disappointed. The thing is, I've subtly been doing that the whole episode. You guys just haven't noticed that. Ah, fuck you! <laughs> I told so, you I'm a clean Am I going to think about this when I brush my teeth? Uh, <laughs> I mean, you will now that you Wait, mentioned it. Wait, so how do you know if we remember the things? Is there a test at the end? No. What? The you test said is life. Suddenly been, you've you've life. subtly been doing this the whole time. but To get you to remember things. Oh. Right. So when he people write political speeches, they're like levity, brevity, and repetition. Yeah. Right. Levity, sure. Repetition. So, you know, you just keep repeating it. You keep yeah. restating the, the same, same idea. Yes. Nine of seven. Different yeah. words. <laughs> you know, this is the same pattern over and over again. Like I can mm-hmm. talk about the same kind of, you know, learning process that I did in the, in the beginning. But if I do it the same way, just using different words, getting the brain to process the thing, like it's going to stick way better than me being like, blah, 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 Pavlov, right? (laughs) Sure, having a PowerPoint presentation. It's just a sound, like Pavlov is a sound, right? (laughs) That's how Pavlov things work, right? Right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's the bell, yeah. Um, (laughs) Pun, 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 pun. (laughs) I I had this hobby back in my, my early 20s where I would talk to people about math. You can call it tutoring. <laughs> they didn't pay me, so I don't feel like it was really a job. But right. um, and like the the first thing I did when I did this was I would try to get kind of in a like a read of where their emotional state was in terms of you know dealing with numbers, math. Yeah. Sure, but yeah, I understand. People, people fucking hate math, mm-hmm. right? Correct. Like statistically speaking, that's not their favorite thing, right? No, 
I went through like a weird educational situation when I was younger and I largely thought of numbers as words, right? I can okay. all, I can also kind of understand that. Right, yeah. Well, so because 11 I mean, it's, it's is a, a word. Language. Yeah. As I mean, well it, as a concept. Yeah, I mean, sure. it is a concept in the same way that like I know Wayne Brady and Wayne Gretzky are different people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but is he, is he going to get it wrong sometimes? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But when you're like, hey, what's five times seven? And their initial reaction is, oh, my God, I'm going to shit myself. Like, <laughs> that's pathological. <laughs> right. Be like, one of them is a hockey player. Like, that this doesn't even, you know. Like, yeah. I asked trivia. Isaac the other day, because he knows about things like this, and I knew he was, like, learning, or he was that. going to talk about learning psychology. I was like, are, like, multiplication tests, like, the speed Tests, the time tests is what mm-hmm. they were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Time tables, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are those like educationally beneficial? <laughs> like the the like you have a it's minute a to do answer. as many of these? <laughs> and he was like, not really. And I was uh, like, this, this is the first time I really remember my anxiety being a thing. And I would have been what? 110%. Eight? And I was, yeah. I don't know if I can do this many times tables. I would, <laughs> depending on like what type of math it was. Um, I was medicated as a child. Like I was probably six when we started, um, any type of Ritalin or anything like that. I am very good at division and multiplication, but that's when my medication went into effect and my brain was able to remember the steps of it. Okay. Yeah, sure. Addition and subtraction are so very hard for me in like pop-up situations it's so hard for me to do simple math problems, but because of the way that I learned with mm-hmm. multiplication and division, generally not a problem. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and like the emotional state surrounding it is very important. Like the, one, one of the things I did by emotion with me yeah. as a, let's call it a tutor for the, you know, I don't feel like yes. a tutor on people, but whatever. Yeah. So what I, I basically felt like a therapist for the first time oh that my I got God, there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and be like, okay, talk to me about this, and like I would have them watch me do math that calmly, four, collectively, and be like, oh, so this is like this other thing. It's just like this other thing that you actually are comfortable with. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that makes I for, a lot of sense. I was not great at math in school, but I always was not like a huge fan, except mm-hmm. for. Weirdly, algebra equations. Yeah. Because they're mm-hmm. like little puzzles. They, and I yes, love a puzzle. I love yes. puzzles. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but as an adult, all of my crafty shit has algebra in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm solving for something almost all of the time to start a project. I always mm-hmm. thought that was really interesting because I, I'm decent at algebra. I can do that. Mm-hmm. When it comes to geometry... Fuck no. I, yeah. My brain doesn't understand it. it. And again, then I, it, a lot of it is because it's more philosophically based. Yes. It's, it's trivia. It's it's more obviously trivia. My brain, I cannot visualize. Like, I don't have a, an mm-hmm. imagination. Yeah, and much like... I don't see things. And, and much like we talk about, like, how we shouldn't establish a person's worth based on how much they weigh. Sure. Like math is like one of those moral things like if you get math you're really smart yeah like we praise kids for understanding mathematics or yeah. doing well in tests at least but that doesn't mean what that means like <laughs> right yeah absolutely you have a shit smart. teacher you're not gonna understand yeah. math like yeah. it, it's it's trivia and it's connecting things it's it's not 
hard concepts. Yeah. It's just I'm fucking... the environment and the mental wherewithal to keep your attention focused for that long. Yes, mm-hmm. because sure. hair is geometry. Mm-hmm. Color placement, how you cut the hair that lays yeah. on the head, all of it is geometry. Sure. And my brain can relate because it's moving, it's active. Mm-hmm. Like, and if I ask you what a triangle is... Instantly, you know what that is. But if I ask yes. you, hey, what's all these like Greek characters and gobbledygook about triangles? You'd be like, well, fuck all of that noise. Right? But know. you know, like Something if you know a triangle. Yeah. Right? And you also know like how like elevation is going to or over directing yes. is going to affect. Uh-huh. And that's like, that's, I mean, that's so much trig in there. That, but yeah. like if you took a yes. trig course, you'd shit your pants. <laughs> Uh-huh. But 100%. I, I think it's fascinating too. And you talk about geometry being such a big part of doing hair. I got my hair cut, I don't know, ages ago when my hairstylist had like a intern or something mm-hmm. with her for the Apprentice. day. Sure. <laughs> um, Sorcery. <laughs> and she was explaining while she was doing the hair, why she was doing it and like the geometry of it. And I was like, I knew my stylist was great. But when she started explaining technically why she was doing my hair the way she was doing it, I was like, Oh my God, you are a genius. (laughs) You're a hair genius. I got Uh addicted to that that realization, that aha moment is what we call it, you Mm -hmm. know, in the corporate world. Mm -hmm. But that aha moment for students because it was so, when I had aha moments going through education and everything, it was literally life changing. It made my yeah. life easier because I fuck. I finally understood. Absolutely, yeah. And someone a- approached you and talked to you in a way that you could understand. Yes, you found resources that actually sp- spoke to where you were at that moment. Yes, that- it doesn't make you smart or dumb or whatever. Like, like just you know, vacate smart and dumb out of your head. They've yeah. actually found that IQ tests correlate more with how much school you've had as opposed to how smart or capable a person is. That's right. Like, and it, sure. like the more likely. you think about it, it's like, oh, yeah, you're testing things that I've learned before. Like, obviously, I'm going to solve a puzzle if I've seen it before. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, it, it, yeah. Did you see, I cannot remember which um, college it is, but they've dropped the SAT and ACT as prerequisites for entrance. That hmm, that that has some baggage, but yeah, yes. I've seen that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's interesting. Turns out a lot. Of, you can tell a lot about a person from how rich their parents are. Just saying. Yeah, weird. <laughs> um, this with Todd Rose, the end of average guy, in his TED talk, it's probably in the book that I did not listen to <laughs> all of. Yeah. But one of the things he addresses is like science and reading are different skills, right? Mm. Different like parts of someone being intelligent but science books assume that you're reading at grade level so if you aren't reading at grade level you're not going to learn science even if you're naturally apt to be good at science Mm, and then he goes on to tell like a success story of a kid who Mm -hmm. with this adaptive technology was able to really excel at science Mm -hmm. even though he was not reading at grade level sure and a lot of that is also things like engineering as a skill, like is very different. Like you do engineering on a regular basis, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it's different than learning in a classroom because you aren't, ha- you don't have to memorize as many words. You don't have to recall them for a test. You yeah. might be able to do a bunch of things in terms of like you may be able to build your own computer, or your own car, or whatever. 
but being able to put that into words is a very different skill. Yes, mm-hmm. very one, much. Literally one of the best <laughs> craftsmen in my trade that I know. People have approached him so many times to be like, oh, you should teach apprentices as like part of our, like be one of our teachers. And he's like, nope, nope. Nope, nope, well, nope. being good at a skill and knowing how to teach a skill also different yeah. things. I had a piano Very teacher in college when I was like, because I, I improvise a bunch of my stuff. And I asked her like, hey, you, sh- you should try like improvising. She's like, no, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Just like very flatly like that. <laughs> she was an excellent piano player and a very, sure. a very amazing teacher, but she refused to improvise. <laughs> I Im- did, improv did, is did do a lot of jazz, did she? <laughs> I never asked. I assume, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, and uh, we, we've kind of covered this part of it. Less learning from other people is yeah. definitely a big part of how we, we get through things. Um, and I also mentioned early on that educational psychology is a different branch than learning psychology. Yes. Sure. Because there's practical applications and things. Yeah. Right. So the, the, the three branches that I talked about, which I'll use the words now, classical conditioning, instrumental learning or operant conditioning and social learning. Like those, those are the things that generally are in the conversation in the textbooks yeah. that you would read. Sure. At a college level or whatever, Literally. so I gave you. I've heard those words a lot before. of. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Basically, like the majority of what you would remember in a you know an entry level learning psychology course. Yeah, a cosmetology. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a little bonus round here. Yes. Yay! Bonus round. <clears throat> bonus so round. this is. Will there be a reward? Yeah, sure. We'll if you view we'll it as a reward. <laughs> <laughs> when I hear bonus round, I'm like, there's gonna be a test, and I'm gonna win. No. And I'm gonna win. <laughs> Everyone you already candy. failed. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this is more, again, the educational psychology thing. And I'm going to talk about stuff and then we'll try to figure out how it fits in our lives because that's so more or less we remember things. Mm-hmm. The more we think around a problem, the more we relate things to, you know, the thing we want to remember, the, the better we'll learn it. Yeah. Flat facts generally don't stick. We're more likely to remember that Kylo Ren is a character in Star Wars than, you know just some random fact we read in a book about sure, some guy. Yes. Like we have all those, like mm-hmm. this study was done by, and it has like three names and a date. Most people just skip them. Like For as sure. they read them, like For researchers, sure. like there's important, like we're grateful that these scientists do their jobs, but you know, if this is like the fourth peer-reviewed article you've read for the day. <laughs> yeah. Right. Know, if yeah. you're going to mm-hmm. skip something, it's going to be that. So, right. You know, sorry guys. <laughs> okay. So, when you start learning a new thing, mm-hmm. that first stage, right? Google, yes. Right. Okay. <laughs> Google, sure. Let's let, let's narrow it down a little bit in like a physical sort of thing. Like you're learning to play an instrument, play a sport, throw a tomahawk. Whatever. I'm taking yes. ceramics classes. So. Right. Yeah. So the first stage in that, like the first, you know, experience you have with that, um, you're you're very focused on what you're doing because you're learning a thing. You don't have a lot of th- ideas to work with at that point you're trying to like focus in learn things and usually this stage you learn things very quickly you can get to competence as long as you keep focusing as long as you're diligent you you can get there very fast right you can learn a lot in a very little amount of time which i think is very encouraging right Mm -hmm. just the act of focusing helps your brain work better over time like you can fight off like age related diseases a lot of things um, also because, um, like learning a thing gets you to do new stuff. 
but just mm-hmm. reflexively being able to do thing is do things is more efficient, right? Like if we had sure. to deliberatively yes. think about everything we do when we drive a car, that would be torture. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like sure. What's my foot doing on the pedal? Oh, not too That's far this way, too that way. Works. Turn signal, right? That's <laughs> why I get I can get so overwhelmed so quickly because uh-huh. my brain I think of every single step. Yeah. Yeah. That it takes and in, for in me the to initial get to the stages car. of that and. You know, sometimes it's like there's some yeah, like, but what hang happens ups emotionally. When it's every day. <laughs> happens when it's every day. Therapy. 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 Yes. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> Got it. Check. Sometimes there's pharmacological reasons that Check. you can. Yeah, okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the initial stage, you'll learn a lot. And the, those reflex things. That make things mm-hmm. easier to make all the little things that we do automatically more possible. Like mm-hmm. those get pushed to the background. When people age, they have a lot of things they can do automatically. They can coast through the rest of their life just doing what feels comfortable to them. Sure. Which is great. That makes like sense. they can use their their mental resources, which are finite, by the way. You can't just focus on things constantly. You will burn yourself out. There's only so much sure. brain goo, right? Right, right. I think oh, everybody is. is uh worked a full day where they have to do the things, and then I've Shoot, come home and yeah. they're like, uh-huh. "If I don't stare into space for half an hour, I'm gonna burst." Yeah, yes. learning tasks like yeah, four hours, maybe six hours for some people is the absolute maximum, or mm-hmm. just will not be effective. Like, yep, results go way down. Right? That's so funny <laughs> sure. that you say yeah. that because literally it was built into our yeah. uh, lesson plans. Uh, to get people up in the middle of class to yeah. help reset the brain. Mm-hmm. Like literally my lesson plans and the things that they taught us and, you know, the, their fundamentals or whatever, it was mostly to trick people into trying to enjoy the class and how they were learning. Yeah, absolutely. And then the multiple intelligence went into it. So how do you learn the best? <laughs> that has a lot and, of baggage too. So we'll yes. <laughs> later, much later. Yeah. Um. <laughs> It's just crazy how like it yeah, yeah. applies to And I imagine just... they've gone through it in an intro to psych course a couple times too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um and that's great that they're actually paying attention to that sort of stuff. It, I mean to yeah. to you know reduce it to the absolute absurd thing is like our brains fuel is sugar. I mean a very specific kind. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's extremely reductive, but like there is a finite amount of resources we do before we have to recharge it. And, Sleep and eat something, and you know, I did recharge. I operated for a long time without that, without that knowledge, and like I pushed it at yeah. all times. Mm-hmm. And it was a very big learning curve of like when I abruptly stopped, and then my brain didn't have to do the things all the time. Mm-hmm. I like it just kind of caved in on itself because I didn't know any other way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Neural pathways, Indeed. yes. Jargons. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Um, yeah. So, yes. yeah. So when, you, when you're older and you have all these things that just seem like they're coming from reflex and like even the entertainment in your life is pretty casual, pretty comfortable. Like that, that's not going to push your brain to do things. Sure. If we work out more, you'll be able to accomplish more. You'll be able to think about more complicated things. You know, use your brain's a muscle too, in a way. Yes. Know, in a greatly re- sure. reductive way. Right. So, in the initial stages of learning, right, mm-hmm. you're doing all these things where you're focusing on a task as right. much as possible, you know, this is the whole thing. And then you, you develop those skills very rapidly. Like when you're learning to play the guitar, you have a handful of chords you can do. 
you can show your friends, look, I can actually play this really simple song and it feels awesome. Right. Right. And then eventually, if you keep pushing, some of those things will go to like the old people skills, like the reflexive skills. And you won't have to think about everything as sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you learn wrong and your reflexes are wrong, then things get tricky. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what happens is you have to focus. You have to force yourself to focus even on things that seem like a reflex. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. As things become easier, you have to keep pushing about the things that seem easy. So mm-hmm. your progress, like it feels like you, you learn fewer things and it goes slower, that learning process, that sort of middle stage. Yeah. But if you keep pushing through that, you'll get to the point where playing a guitar or whatever, a lot of it becomes reflexive. Right. Sure. Mm-hmm. A lot of it, you get that, you know, the old people skills of just being able to like ignore it. Yep. And then you can use all those things you've learned that are the process of you learning that thing to do more creative stuff about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So like when you're learning to write, like you practice things and like, I need my characters to do this, this and this in this scene. That becomes how do I pr- create words to make this happen? And was like, okay, I need to have the nuance of this thing, but I don't need to overemphasize it. Like the, the shift in process. Right. Becomes obvious to you. Yes. But of course, that third stage is also, it seems like all your learning slows down dramatically, right? Right. Yeah. So it is comparatively easy to be good at a bunch of things, like to be mm-hmm. okay at a lot of stuff, to have like reflexive stuff, mm-hmm. you know, some some stuff. But like to get that level of what some people call mastery, I don't, I think that's reductive, but to get to that point where a lot of stuff is reflexive takes a lot of work. Yeah. yeah right. Yes. Sure. Some people throw around like numbers like ten thousand. Turns out a lot of stuff isn't that hard. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and when the person that wrote the book about the ten thousand thing was talking about, it, it's like, okay, you're actually practicing. You're not just sitting down and putting in hours. Like, yeah. Wow. You're like right. thoughtfully, intentionally trying yeah. to yes. build skills. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So. When you're picking up a new skill or approaching a new topic or whatever, just pay attention to how your brain's working. Like, what are the assumptions you're making? What are the words you're choosing? Are those the right words? <laughs> uh, that a, makes a, a lot of sense. I, yeah, the intentionality of yeah, your actions. All right. So if I go much more deep into this, I am going to start using jargon. So <laughs> I, think, I think that's a good, a good stopping point there. Awesome. I love it. Uh, thank you so much for coming and yeah, uh, yeah. experimenting on us. I, yeah. <laughs> I it, think. It would, it, you would be surprised how hard it is not to drop, name drop on this sort of stuff. I, well, I mean, <laughs> I feel like we all did it yeah, at yeah. some point uh-huh. when we were because trying to discuss. Because in our minds, that word and that yes. thing is, yeah, but describing the process actually makes us learn it better, at least in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fabulous. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, 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 friends, I do have a get that shit for you. Oh, awesome. For to Lay do it all. Okay. So today it comes from Etsy from the Armor Studio Art. They make their very, very own. Let me get this down so you guys can see. Okay. Well, all right. They make stained glass art. Oh, and hey. it's a husband and wife team that make 
all of their own pieces. That's gorgeous. They are very gorgeous. One is uh, like a succulent plant. It looks like a string of pearls coming down, but it's stained glass and uh, metal. So they do all of the work themselves. It's super Mm -hmm. duper cool. Now, since they are original pieces... They do cost a little bit more, so this is more of your luxury, get that shit, okay? Mm -hmm. But they are local Ohio artists. Okay. Go up in the West. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, their things do range in price from around $25 uh, to about $100, even more for different types of projects. But they do have, like, really cute desktop. Oh. Stained glass as well. It's like they a have, ficus. Yes. Uh, they a have a there. little oh uh, cactus in a terracotta pot, but it's stained glass. So make sure you guys go over to Etsy and you check out Armor Studio Art. I'll make sure to put all of their good stuff up and send us your pictures when you have beautiful stained glass. Super cute. Soup's cute. Yeah. All right, my dudes. Well, thank you again so much for <laughs> coming and uh, uh, just hanging out. Two episodes. That's for me. <laughs> I'm glad it's to more be of service to me and to the wonderful listeners. Cool, cool, cool. All right, my dudes. While you're buying all of your different stained glass accoutrement. And experimenting on your friends, make sure that we're in your earballs. You can find us on all of the different streaming platforms, including Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. And you can find more on our Instagram bio, which is at GTS underscore podcast. While you're there, make sure you like, follow, subscribe to all of the different things so we can continue to grow our shit. Check out our link tree to find our website, episode resources, and much, much more. You can always holler at us at GTS with Kaylee and Cassie at gmail.com. If you have any small businesses that you want to promote or any cool swag that you think that other people need, let us know. Oh, and homework that you don't want to do. Make sure to listen to BS Reactor. On uh, what streaming platforms? I, I put them on all of them. All of them. Yeah. Perfect. Just Google us. We show up. If you can find us, you can find them. All right. <laughs> well, I think that's it for us here in the pod room. So, love and light. Bye. 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 Bye.